Welcome to Trilogy in Theory. My name is Webb, and this is my co-host, Mike. And we wrap up our month of movies in March with 1990s Pacific Heights, 2000s American Psycho, and 2010s The Town. And all three films feature leading men who have donned the cape and cowl, who have played the Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. When you first came to me with this idea, I immediately, anything Batman is going to get approved right away. But now that I've taken some time, I've, I've watched these movies, I've digested them, I've re-listened to our conversations of the past month, and I'm still not seeing something maybe I should be. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Mike. You tell me what you saw when you decided that Pacific Heights deserved to be discussed on our podcast. I was about to say, I think you tapped out at Pacific <laughs> Heights. You're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get this movie. I don't get anything attempting to associate with this this film, uh, even as an acquaintance here. I thought it was pretty easy, Webb. These are, as you said, all actors that played Batman. Uh, but more so than that, it's men who were met with maybe some initial disdain. Uh, when they got uh, that very famous IP, certainly Michael Keaton, probably the most because he had a comedic background when he was cast. So when we talked about Pacific Heights, you know, I posited that it was an attempted sea change for him, not only taking on Batman, but then his following roles playing the villain with the the ultimate squatter terrorizing uh, attractive couples of San Francisco. <laughs> and yes, that one is... Um, Certainly uh, probably the least regarded film we have in this trilogy when you're going up against American Psycho. and the Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pile on real quick. Like when you categorize Melanie Griffith and Matthew Modine as an attractive couple, I feel like Melanie Griffith is doing more of the heavy lifting when it comes to that. <laughs> I feel like Mel- it's, it's sort of like the Julia Roberts, Lyle Lovett thing that like one person is really like holding the torch <laughs> for like, yes, we're attractive. And that's probably – unfair to julia roberts because i don't you know we'll play a little hot or not i'd say melanie griffiths could pull lyle lovett up more so than (laughs) julia roberts or you would be more insulted (laughs) depending on how you feel about (laughs) melanie griffith at that sexual pairing i would say you know finishing the trilogy with the town uh ben affleck even though he had made good prior with his directing uh debut for gone baby gone that the town even before argo was reestablishing uh and sort of revitalizing his career Post J Lo, post uh, appearing in the action movies like Armageddon and uh, the was it the Sum of All Fears was his his Jack Ryan entry, which uh, you know I'm not trying to be insulting to his attempt to, to fill the shoes of uh, of Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, primarily Harrison Ford, uh, but we've kind of already done that with our trilogy by skipping over Val Kilmer <laughs> and George Clooney. They <laughs> to form the trilogy, we had to ignore two participants that happened. Uh, somewhere uh, in between. On that note, I don't remember Val Kilmer or George Clooney getting that much pushback in the mid-90s for being Batman. It was seen then as like, oh, who's going to be Batman this time? He's handsome. Why not? Which, maybe it worked out that way because those are two of the most, well, they probably are the two most forgettable Batman films in, in modern times without getting into Adam West territory. But we're, we're going to do the same. We're going to act like that didn't happen and we're going to focus on our version, <laughs> the trilogy of Batman here. I think the Michael Keaton casting, because it was the first time since Adam West that 
Batman was being put back on screen, you saw a lot of stuff in print even and saying like, oh man, like this might be a terrible casting decision for Batman and the Batman fans. And at that time, uh, Frank Miller was revitalizing the character. Um, Denny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams had already done that kind of their run, bringing the story and bringing the character back to its darker roots in the 70s. And so it the, the gritty and, and dark character of Batman was being reestablished, and all of a sudden Michael Keaton, the comedian, is going to do this. So yes, there was that pushback, and it was strong enough that it was noticeable in print. Whereas with Val Kilmer and Clooney, the Twitter mobs had not been invented at that time. They weren't quite there, and I don't know if there was enough of an outlet, but you're right. After Keaton, I bet Kilmer faced a little bit of like because it's a change um but like you like you mentioned he was coming off of tombstone and people dug that and so Mm -hmm. i get it uh with clooney i mean hell he might be batman like we don't even know so and at that point i think the the character was boy not ruined but schumacher was already gearing towards uh that that campiness so uh, I feel like there wasn't as much interest, in, and comic movies were not seen as these blockbusters, maybe, um, that they are now, certainly. It was almost like the Timothy Dalton era of James Bond. Yeah! It's like, oh, a new James Bond. But ultimately, in hindsight, very forgettable entries. But at the time, no one looked at this as like, this is, okay, this will define Batman for the next 10 years, which is, as we talked about in our Batman episode, that seems to be the thing now. If you're going to do a reboot... By God, you better have a reason for the reboot other than the obvious financial implications of we need to keep this character in the pop culture dialogue. But the other thing with these three movies, Webb, is that I felt like, you know, even Pacific Heights, because we, we sort of lamented the idiocy of Matthew Modine, who just accepts Michael Keaton as word because he's charming. And I, I will continue to play Hot or Not. I don't know if there are a lot of... You know, women in the 80s, they were ready to throw their brassiere at Michael Keaton when he was walking down the street. From, from my eyes, he's, he's by far the, the least match <laughs> of our trilogy. Christian Bale and Ben Affleck walking down the street, I would understand, like, oh, those, they look like gods among, you know, us peasants. I don't know so much about Michael Keaton, but for the purposes of this trilogy and in Pacific Heights, he's played as someone that can charm the room and he looks like a cool guy. Until suddenly he's not, and he's <laughs> stripping the copper out of the walls and just being like a, a meth head, a very rich meth head for some Chilling reason. Chilling with cockroaches and playing with the blades. Yeah, very – he goes, uh, he goes mm-hmm. south very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to touch on that though because you know certainly with American Psycho, it's far more prevalent. A little bit more in the town, although Affleck is playing like you know the good bank robber, the one that doesn't want to kill anyone. He doesn't want to fire a weapon. They have weapons. You know, so much so that he goes to check up on the, the you know, the bank teller played by Rebecca Hall to make sure she's okay. He just needs to have that peace of mind about it. But certainly in American Psycho, like you, you even dropped a clip at the beginning of that episode. It is literally about the mask that the character wears and what he presents to the world and who he truly is. And I felt like, okay, that we can get into the sort of like, you know, Batman vibes there with, with these three because they're all – uh, attempting to to be something that is toxic masculinity. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that Batman initially fits in that fold. Also, Robert Pattinson's 
opening vengeance sequence probably does come close to that when he is like, oh, look at the downtrodden and look at these <laughs> diverse ethnic characters we have here. Let me beat them to a pulp <laughs> because <laughs> the white man doesn't like it. There is a little bit of that in Pattinson's version. I I I thought there was a little bit more here, Webb. I, I I wanted to move past your distaste for Pacific Heights, so we can maybe focus more on American Psycho and the town specifically. One clearly a villain, and one an anti-hero. So a little bit of Batman love there. Yes, absolutely. And that's one thing that I was thinking about as you were comparing our characters to the Batman. And the Batman, somebody who has this moral code, uh, who is very well established, and all three of our main characters, for the most part, they are antagonists. I know that. Affleck in the town is a bit of an anti-hero, but not really. He's still a criminal. All three of these individuals, it's up in the air if Christian Bale in American Psycho is a criminal or not, but he's definitely not a hero of any kind. And so you do have these three actors who have portrayed Batman. And all all three of these movies, uh, except for, damn, I was going to say, they're all pre-Batman, but I guess for Keaton is not pre-Batman. This is a year after. Yeah, we really couldn't do uh, Beetlejuice. I thought was too much of a stretch. (laughs) That's fair. Also the antagonist, though, and possibly an anti-hero, depending on how you feel about the animated version, I guess. All three of these actors got to be villainous in these roles, and that's something that you don't get with the Batman. So that is another thing that uh, I just noticed. Yeah, we also, I was about to say, did Ben Affleck ever play a villain? But I'm like, oh, he started his career as a bully. Like, <laughs> he had days to confuse. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I believe school ties. And, of course, Mallrats, where he is uh, having sex with an underage <laughs> girl. <laughs> Said she was 35 or something. <laughs> I, I guess, like, the anal stuff kind of... I guess for a film like that works enough. Like, okay, well, I guess like that's his, like that's, that's why he's the villain because he just, he wants to have anal sex. Yeah. You cross that line and all of a sudden he becomes a pedophile. That's an actual, that doesn't deserve to be in Mallrats. Boy, there's gotta be a, I wish there was a different cut of this one, but that's all right. That's why I'm, (laughs) I'm planting my flag as the town is what got him the Batman game. (laughs) You can call him a villain, but he he had some uh, shadier dealings uh, in cinema beforehand. Which of these three guys do you think presents the most captivating villain? All three of them are bad guys in these films. Which one do you think is the most charismatic of the three? I mean, I, okay, not Keaton and not <laughs> Pacific Heights. <laughs> if we get to the end of this where you want to grade our ability to form trilogies in theory, we know that's, that's going to drag down the average. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I'm not going to go against my boy Ben Affleck. Well, I, I think that uh, Christian Bale's uh, performance as uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho is the most interesting. I, I have more questions uh, with, with Affleck's role. Like, you know, the – Especially in film, we we always we glorify the bank robber, Bonnie and Clyde, uh, you know, a, a great train robbery. Like, I mean, just going back to the beginning of the medium, uh, to where they would probably have to be having anal sex with teenage girls before we're like, okay, this isn't cool anymore. And I guess Jamie Renner, <laughs> Jamie Renner is the one who's somewhat presented as like maybe he enjoys this life of crime too much, as opposed to looking at it as it's it's a family 
lineage. It's just like you know they make a big deal in the film about Charlestown and his 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 father, and it's like this is something that's passed down. It's like a rite of passage for these these men. Like they they had no choice. Jamie Renner does seem to revel in it a bit more, and Ben Affleck obviously has has doubts about the long term implications of doing this type of work before you truly do probably become like an evil person. So I think he's he's probably the most interesting as far as how he like Batman, how he justifies what he does, because there is, you know, the, I guess the florist gangster that he works for that sets up all these finances, all these, these robberies for him, uh, taunts him and taunts, you know, what would happen to his mother with the life of drugs and, you know, abandonment. And yes, the job does go wrong, but he does take a lot of joy in <laughs> going back after this failed job to go and just execute this man. Just, I'm going to handle my business before I hitch my wagon and get out of town. You compare that to Christian Bale, who is just the guy that talks shit, but is just filled with this pathetic inaction. <laughs> All these things he wants to do, and no one is listening to him, which... Maybe in like, especially now, modern day, that makes him more terrifying uh, because he is played more like a Batman, probably villain, uh, where it's like no one listened to him until he has his outburst. But I find I do find the Ben Affleck character more interesting. I, I find Christian Bale's more entertaining, but he is certainly more one note uh, because <laughs> he introduces himself as not even like a human being function of this time and place and there's really i mean he says literally there's nothing there there's nothing here and i think the movie defiantly lives up to that code nope there's nothing more to this person <laughs> other than his skincare regiment and at the very least for michael keaton we can say his character is confounding we're all very puzzled when we watch my it. wife <laughs> my wife rang up this bill <laughs> <Don't tell. laughs> and Another thing about the Batman is that generally the Batman character, because there's not a lot of wiggle room in his code of honor and his mission, it turns out that his rogues gallery is really what kind of brings you and, and keeps you there. And so when you look at the great Batman movies, you always think about the great villains, the Joker, obviously, and uh, the Phantasm. And so even with the Schumacher uh, films like you think about you know the ice to see you stuff and you remember how Jim Carrey was so Jim Carrey as the Riddler and I think that's one of the reasons why Matt Reeves film didn't quite connect with I think uh, everybody the way that the Dark Knight did is because you don't have that central villainous performance mm. so <laughs> you're about to say <laughs> Jim Jim Carrey's Riddler just towers over what Paul <laughs> was trying to do <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like oh god I, I can't even can you imagine just the same movie except with Jim Carrey as the Riddler <laughs> with these three performances you they're playing I guess uh, a version of a villain from Batman like they they are abs they could absolutely be part of a rogues gallery themselves all three of these what do you make of the if there is a rogues gallery in American Psycho it's Josh Lucas Justin Thoreau, Matt Ross, uh, Jared Leto, <laughs> yeah. all, all these people <laughs> that are just pissing off Patrick Bateman just with their douchebaggery. But he doesn't really know why they, they they piss him off. Like, because he wants to be them. He just wants to be heard among them. He's the, uh, 
He's like the Steve Buscemi character in The Big Lebowski. He's the one who constantly <laughs> told to shut up. <laughs> Donnie, he's, corner, Donnie. He's, he's just he's just hanging out with losers. Like that's the worst thing you can say about our you know title character, this American Psycho here, is that he wants the respect of meatheads who are ineffectual and do nothing, and yet he's the one seen as the the lowest of the low. He's <laughs> he's the the strange duff character in the friend circle. <laughs> He's the condiment man from, from the 60s, yeah. Adam West. Yeah. He, he aspires to be the gangsters and the Joker and whatnot, but uh, no, he's he's got... And then, of course, Ben Affleck. I guess Ben Affleck is the one who's going to tower over uh, his performance and, and his character is going to tower over the mm-hmm. other two. If Zack Snyder would have wanted it. He, he wants to come out as the winner of this trilogy of Batman, for sure. Certainly, he's he's I guess the I, I can't even think of uh, somebody equivalent because uh, because in Batman's Rogues Gallery there isn't really one villain who is like oh but we actually really like him for the most part they are all very villainous and I think well in Nolan's Rises you kind of play with Bane as like oh but he's you know somebody who is uh, flawed and and he loves this other person he's doing this all out of love but I, I don't know yeah. if you really connect to like. Who's watching The Dark Knight Rises and like I really connect with Bane? Like I don't think you're supposed to. Uh, it depends on how bad the financial institutions get here. (laughs) 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 I mean, what do you uh, say to like American Psycho, which also kind of does a drive-by of that time and place, but because we have such an ineffectual lead character. Nothing is really accomplished or gained from any of the events that that we that, that at least are portrayed to us. Do you, it's a hang movie with people that you don't want to hang out with, like ever, <laughs> at all. Like I don't know what walk of life you'd want to be. Like, yeah, I mean, there's unfortunately like uh, you know stuff like Scarface, which college kids like want to be Al Pacino, even though he's horrific. I don't think American Psycho has that same fate, and I think it's just the inherent dorkiness of the way he's played, that even though he's physically fit, I don't know if anyone aspired to be that guy, because you still want to be the one that accomplishes something. You still want to be Ben Affleck from the town. Do you think that applies to the town at all? Like they, I mentioned they try to glorify this life of crime in this smaller area uh, in Boston, this this neighborhood. You, you know, I think before, like in our Simple Plan episode, you, you know, you were <laughs> very much like operating under like the Hayes Code, where it's like, this is what crime gets you. We need to, <laughs> we need to emphasize this is the punishment you get. And I want to go back to our town episode where you had me watch the director's cut, which gives you <laughs> the ending you want. I didn't say I myself want. I want Ben Affleck staring out the ocean, pondering like, damn, I didn't get the girl. I guess I'll go wipe my tears with my money and not, <laughs> not go to an office job. <laughs> so I live on the ocean. No, I, I I'm not saying that I prefer that ending. Or I'm, well, Affleck certainly prefers it. I, well, he was wishy washy in those behind the scenes. He's like, I think it's be, it was the right ending for the theatrical uh, version, and then if you liked it, you might like this. It's like, no, I, 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 I hate this. I hate multiple versions of films. And I hate it even more when iTunes makes you purchase it twice to have them both. (laughs) So if you were – I have a question for you. If you were to watch these three and let's say for some reason um, the the experience with the Batman, uh, the the movie version of the character was zapped out of your brain, 
if you could and you watched just our three selected films, could you see or which one would impress upon you the most that this guy will be the next Batman if they were competing on the same timeline, I guess? Boy, definitely not Keaton, I hate to say. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really down to two. The physique and, and, and just like it's hard not to choose Bale just because of uh, you can absolutely picture Batman doing all the things that he's doing, getting ready. Well, maybe not so much the social media influencer product placement. Maybe it's not so much that. I would love to see him have a huge monologue as he applies his like black sort of eyeliner around his eyes. <laughs> he talks the next day about removing it. You know, he's like, now I have to be Bruce Wayne. I have to be very careful here <laughs> to exfoliate from my not pounding minorities into the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but the performance, the role that most resembles is the anti-hero of the town. I think Affleck does a, a superb job. And you get to see him kind of interact with – because the story centers around criminal activity, you could absolutely put him into uh, and see him as the Batman. There's also an ownership, right, of of this area. There's like There's some sort of – protector he feels about you know his people or his crew and even though he has you know a version of the the joker he has this like sort of you know element with jamie renner that is wanting anarchy like he, he has this you know certainly like a a fatalistic desire on how he wants to go out like he just wants to keep doing it until he's inevitably killed that's which is you know it's hard to sell the upside there um Maybe Affleck should have listened to his own character when he was assembling that director's cut ending, that that's not the way <laughs> to go about it. Whereas, you know, certainly in American Psycho and Pacific Heights, there's disdain for, I guess, the yuppies involved. And that's probably the big difference between the town is it is definitely from, you know, people from lower middle class trying to to take what they think that they'll never be able to get with a, a straight life. And certainly, you know, Batman is... You, you can't get rid of his wealth, much like Iron Man, but um, he does – he's he's a strange character in that the, the city has taken, you know, the most important thing from him, which was his childhood. And so to <laughs> to fix that, he's going to <laughs> terrorize the living <laughs> shit out of kids because <laughs> he presumably beats their fathers outside the window. <laughs> Well, the other thing that Affleck has going for him, uh, if, once again, if we're looking at it in a world with neither of these two individuals, <laughs> I'm eliminating Keaton altogether now, but <laughs> in a world where these uh, actors have not played Batman, the town does a pretty good job of establishing a location. The way Gotham is a character in uh, the, Bat the at least the good Batman movies, Charleston is a great character in the town. So, yeah, I guess Affleck and, – and it's funny because he had to – the actor, Ben Affleck, had to mentally prepare himself. because like there's going to be a good number of people angry that I got the role as Batman. Uh, it doesn't matter because those movies are inconsequential at this point anyways. But uh, it, like you said, it's, it's very interesting that all three of these actors were met with a little bit of a hesitation and all of them worked out just fine. Batfleck has a – insane following like some people that they are convinced that he is the best batman i don't think so but i really really liked it and no matter how many times i tell uh twitter trends that i don't want restore the snyderverse <laughs> like i this does not interest me at all i have even gone to the point where like this is offensive 
it shows up <laughs> on my feed every couple of days, and I hate it. They will not stop. I don't care as much about the uh, Snyderverse, but I will definitely agree with and, and hashtag this episode on all platforms uh, with that iconic imagery of, of Batfleck. Uh, it's my favorite costume in the movies. I love the sort of Dark Knight emblem. Oh, yeah. Uh, like sort of how yeah. fat the, the, the bat symbol is. I love the short uh, ears uh, with the cowl. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I will agree with those pleasant folks of uh, <laughs> release the Snyder universe. I guess now at this point <laughs> they're on to something. Not as much of a fan of uh, the Battenson's outfit. Not not as not as into it. No, I, I don't know. Uh, did you like the the practicality of the bat symbol? The fact that it turns into like that knife. They, I, I would imagine maybe a batarang of sorts. I don't know. No, no. I like that? the the beefiness of Affleck, of course, who is probably you know, physically the only one that really could probably beat the shit out of people as far as towering over them. It is funny, like I think from iconic imagery point of view, Keaton's with the yellow symbol, that's you know, the, if you were born a certain time. Yeah. Uh but Christian Bale has, you know, I think been the most successful, but I I don't I barely remember his bat suits. I don't know. They're just they don't make good action figures, I'll say that. They're not, they're not very aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. The one thing, I don't know why, there's certain lines that like will stick with you forever. You don't know why. And the one one of the lines in The Dark Knight will always uh, stick with me is Lucius Fogg saying, well, three buttons are a bit, you know, that, that whole sequence where he's like, well, I want to be able to be more agile. So I, that's the only thing about that suit that, I rem- that I'll really remember. Um, and, then, and then in Batman Returns, I'll never forget it. You talked about like the eye paint and how you have to keep them black in order for the <laughs> costume to work, and then when he rips off his fucking rubber cowl <laughs> towards the end, uh, uh, befuddling Christopher Walken, who like can't get it around his head, and he, to the point where Michelle Pfeiffer is like, "He's the, he is Batman, you idiot." Because Christopher Walken's like me and most of the audience at times, like, "No, nah, he's too fucking short to be Batman. No way." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never forget that continuity error where he no longer has the uh, eye paint. And even as a kid, I was like, wait a minute. This is so. an episode where we just pile on Michael Keaton. Like he's, <laughs> even, he's not even in the running. <laughs> My God, we took five minutes to talk about George Clooney and Val Kilmer instead of Keaton and Pacific Heights. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, let's, let's do him justice. Maybe we'll throw a Birdman episode sometime down the line. We will get justice for Michael Keaton on this show. How about that? Look at the. I've already got a theme, but it's not really going to do him justice. Worst best picture winners. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We can do Spotlight. Is there another one he's in? <laughs> <laughs>